Welcome back to the show, everybody. Lucas here. So in this episode, I just wanted to talk about Apple's new iPad Pro, and really, it has a lot of amazing features, but do those things even benefit a tablet? Let's get into it. So the first pretty amazing feature that this new iPad has is its mini LED display. And this is super amazing to see on a tablet since we've only seen it on a couple monitors from some PC monitor manufacturers. But we haven't really seen it go into play in actual tablets, smartphones, laptops. But I think we're going to see a lot more mini LED now that a lot of customer level TVs have it already. So mini LED pretty much is kind of a mix between, at least the benefits are a mix between LED and OLED. So you don't get the pitch black blacks you get on an OLED display, but you also get a lot of the benefits of an LED display. And when they go together, it really makes a great display. So we're going to have to see how Apple plays this out in their tablet, but I think it's going to be pretty good. And I think Apple will do a good job since Apple usually fine tunes a lot of stuff before they put it in a tablet. But this is a great feature to see, especially since we haven't seen this in a tablet yet. And it would be awesome to see even smartphones switch over to this just so you don't get any burn in or anything like that. So that gives mini LED a lot of advantages. It doesn't give you quite the same battery life that OLED would give you, but that's okay. OLED has some pretty amazing battery life if you use your phone in dark mode, but it will be great to see maybe a little bit whiter whites and also some deeper blacks versus a normal LED display or an LCD display. So another big thing that Apple put in this iPad is the M1 chip. So Apple's been really happy with their M1 chip. It's gotten a lot of positive reviews and it's a great chip, but I just don't see why Apple put it in an iPad. For one, most of the applications on an iPad already utilize the processor, like not even to the max. So it doesn't give you a ton of benefits performance wise, since really most of the applications on an iPad can't use the full performance of the M1 chip. So I just don't see why Apple put that in there. I think it would have been better if they had just put that money towards some other component. But it is nice to see that but I just don't think it was the smartest choice. So the M1 chip is super fast and super efficient. It's not quite as efficient as some older smartphone chips or smaller, less powerful smartphone chips, but it is su still super efficient. And I think Apple's now looking that and seeing that people work from home a lot more, they thought they would put performance over battery life. And I think that's partly why we've seen this M1 chip. It's great to see the M1 chip and I think Apple shouldn't put the same chip in pretty much all of its devices right now. Well, at least a lot of the new ones that are either laptops, desktops, or tablets even now have it. So I think they should have different chips for different models. I think it's great to see the M1 chip in the lower end laptops in the Mac mini. But I think with an iPad, you don't need that much performance. And then with an iMac, a lot of people are going to want more performance. 
And also the main limitation with the M1 chip is it only supports up to 16 gigabytes of RAM. And we even see 16 gigabytes of RAM in this new iPad, which I personally don't think is a very smart idea for Apple to put money in that direction since you're not going to see that much performance or RAM usage from an iPad. So there are a lot of improvements and overall I still think it's a great tablet, especially with mini LED there's a couple other minor improvements, like now you can get the iPad with a white magic keyboard, and that's great. You can also get a huge SSD up to 2 terabytes and 16 gigabytes of RAM, so that's really awesome to see that much RAM and that much storage, but then again, it's not a laptop or desktop, and you can't utilize all that storage as easily on an iPad as you could on a laptop or desktop. So I feel like the new iPad is an expensive laptop stuck on a tablet's operating system, and that's a big bummer since it would be great if it ran macOS and Apple had the optimization rate or it could somehow run Mac programs that would work on the M1 chip that companies like Adobe have designed Premiere Pro for or stuff like that. If that could run on the iPad, that would be different, but... Right now, it's just kind of a miniature laptop that's thick and heavy, and it can't run any desktop applications. And then also, it has the performance of a laptop. It probably will perform around the same as the MacBook Pro 13-inch, but it doesn't quite have 13 inches. It has about 0.4 inches smaller than Apple's MacBook Pro, so that is slightly smaller. It has... It just doesn't really seem like a laptop, and it's definitely not a desktop. Even though it has the same specifications, it has a mini LED display, it's portable, it has a keyboard, it has a trackpad, it's just still not a laptop, no matter what Apple does, unless if they can get macOS or desktop applications on their iPad, or at least get more applications that are optimized for a desktop on the iPad is just never going to be a desktop, and even though Apple does pretty much have the performance of its other laptops in this computer, it still can't quite compete. So overall, I think the iPad Pro seems like a great device, but it's more of a tablet, just an overpowered tablet right now, and there's not really a ton of benefits versus the last generation since performance is not really a benefit since you won't probably even notice it. It still has 120 hertz. It does have a mini LED display, but that's great. And if you watch a lot of videos in a dark room or at nighttime, then it is going to make a difference in the quality of the video. But the performance and the extra RAM and then also the white magic keyboard, those are nice stuff to see, but it's just not quite a full suit of upgrades and it doesn't seem like a new tablet. Also, there's a lot of other little things they improved, but those things aren't going to be why people would upgrade or even think about upgrading. It still seems like a fairly similar tablet to what they released in 2018. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you liked it, please subscribe and leave a five-star rating. Also, if you want to check out my videos, you can subscribe to my Navitech YouTube channel. It's just called Navitech and you can check that out if you want. I also am on a ton of different social media apps. I'll have that linked below and you can check that out if you want. Anyway, thanks for listening. Catch you later. Cut.